Now, what are you watching? What are you guys watching? What are you watching? What are you watching, guys? What's this show? Is it new? What is this show? What are you watching? What are you watching? What are you watching? Okay, that's it. That's enough screen time, people. Let's all take a 10-minute break. No more TV. Turn it off now. Welcome back to Screen Time is Cancelled. I'm so sorry for the delay. In case you'd noticed, we've been gone for a while, but we're back. We had a good reason, though. We didn't record episodes. Yep. Which made it very difficult to put out new ones. Did nothing instead. It was quite nice. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. It was. We had a good time. I'm Aaron. I'm Andrew. And this week we have a special guest. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Kate. We brought Kate on. She is an expert and has a degree in pop culture studies. Oh, man. And uh, has written many fine academic pieces that we will gladly link to in the show notes and descriptions of this episode that will go into great detail. And has done NaNoWriMo how many years in a row? Does that make me qualified (laughs) for something? Sure it does. You know what I like? You've written things. Is that in Aaron's mind? Those are equitable things. (laughs) Those are impressive feats. You have postgraduate degree and you've done NaNoWriMo. That's 50,000 words in a month. That's hard shit. that and it's much, much more impressive than any of the any of the term papers I wrote. <laughs> my my twenty six page paper about Batman, not on the same level as my freshman in high school level, Nanarimo novel. Yeah, <laughs> nothing can beat freshman and sophomore high school level writing. I don't know. Both of y'all have done Nanarimo, and I have literally never done it. In mm-hmm. fact, I'm pretty sure I tried and failed by like day ten. So. Good job to you. <laughs> Hooray. Go team. Go us. Uh, Kate's also my sister, and she's joining us here. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Did I just dox you? <laughs> They're going to find me now. <laughs> Somewhere in proximity to you. <laughs> At least right now. No one knows. You could be from out of town. You could just be like for this episode, and then we're just going to recast you. Yeah, I've actually... Could be adopted. You could be adopted. We could like... We could be one Wait, of... why would it be being adopted? <laughs> Change where I am. I mean, how they find you is what it would change. Because most doxing happens due to blood types. <laughs> you could be like, do you remember, Aaron, how Topanga had an older sister for one episode? No. Oh, yeah. So, Katie, I know you didn't watch a lot of Boy Meets World. No, I wasn't but, there. No, but in one episode, early on, Topanga's hanging out, and then her older sister comes to pick her up. And her older sister doesn't look like a young hippie girl like Topanga does. She just looks like your standard 80s bimbo. And Eric is like, oh, my God, you're so hot. You're Topanga's sister. Oh, my God. How funny. And then they never touch on it again. <laughs> you don't know what happened. She could have died in a tragic accident. and It was just too hard to talk about. <laughs> yeah. That show had no instances where things were too hard to talk about. I wouldn't know. No. I know there's someone named Topanga. Yep. That's there's true. there's a teacher. There's also <laughs> two, two for two. Can you name a third fact? There's a spinoff. Yes. Well done. Well, that's been it for us. I hope that you enjoyed this <laughs> in our new podcast of Three Boy Meets World Facts a Week. Aren't you glad we're back? I think I'm helping. <laughs> no, this is good. In your professional uh, educated opinion, uh-huh. how has this been going so far? The first four minutes of this podcast. Is this pop culture? Yes. You heard it here first. The only other <laughs> the only other radio or podcast adjacent thing I've ever done was when I host when I for a very short period of time hosted a sort of variety show about Shakespeare. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that when you were in London. Yeah, so um that's my only 
experience and that probably went out to all five listeners <laughs> we, when so I, you've been on comparable programs then when i was on the radio in college we used to talk about how dozens literally dozens of people listen to this show every year <laughs> <laughs> there used to be a program at the uh the local high school where they would like broadcast a tv show on cable access and they did a thing in the middle of one of the episodes where they said if you called in We'll just mail you $5. And they got one phone call. Oh, that's so sad. What what I think was even sadder, if I remember the story correctly, is that it was from someone no one knew who just happened to be watching cable access. So all of their friends and family were not watching. Oh, no. (laughs) No one called in except some random dude who wanted his $5. Did he get it? I think they sent him $5, yeah. I mean, you'd have to at that point. I'm... I mean, I feel like they're betting on the fact that no one was listening because their budget did not include more than $5 of discretionary funds for this. (laughs) No, no, it really didn't. That was a very shoestring operation. And I'll tell you, I had a lot of friends in that. I didn't watch a single episode. That sounds about right. I didn't watch the shows I was a part of. No, no. Well, that makes it, it's hard to do that because of being a part of space time. That's fair, but I didn't want to see them. Does that help? (laughs) That's very, that's a good point. Um, So what are we doing here today, Aaron? Well, we're back. Back again. Mm -hmm. Bring a friend. Oh, I was going a different direction. (laughs) Not bad. Anyway, uh, this week, since it's now the holidays, we watched an episode of Blaze and the Monster Machines. And it was a Christmas episode. And it was hot garbage. I'm glad you specified it as a Christmas episode because there might have been like half a second there where people listening would have thought like, do they just associate Blaze and the Monster Machines with (laughs) Christmas? Because that's the only time we let Sam watch it because it's hot garbage. Is that what Episcopalian is? (laughs) No, I think that's a special type of reptile. Oh. <laughs> Only up at night. It kind of sounds like Like from right? Mortal Kombat? I don't know. It sounds like chameleon, so. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing Sam at like the local, you know, the, the museum up the road, like with the little, um, like the touch cages and like the little. Yeah. Yeah. The one that we're going to bring shredded paper to tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, that just going up to him, like, look, there, there's the skank and there's an Episcopalian. <laughs> What's he doing in there? <laughs> Do you think he can see us? I ask that a lot about Episcopalians. (laughs) See them in their natural habitat. Wonder if they know what's really going on. You've been canceled. I just heard. The news just came down the wire. Being canceled means someone heard me. (laughs) Mm, Fair. That is a great hot take I've not heard yet. If I've been canceled, that means someone heard me. You're welcome. (laughs) I consider it an honor. So we watched season six, episode two of Blaze and the Monster Machines. Do we have any experience with this? Is this something that Sam's watched before? Yes, a couple times. I don't think you were cognizant or in the room. I'm not really sure which. You make it sound like I was on a bender. I mean, you you <laughs> sleep through everything. Okay, fine. That's true. <laughs> but just like saying, like, I, I you might have been passed down in a corner. I mean, you might have been in the yeah, neighbor's bushes. I was imagining like, that you like, were in the midst of a psychotic break. So like, <laughs> Like, you were there, but I don't know if you were really there. You were going by Loretta at that time. Like you, <laughs> you believed you were a 16th century basket weaver. I mean, let's be real. You saw this show. Who wouldn't have a small psychotic break after watching more than one episode? Yeah, I, having to watch that animation for even 10 more seconds would have been really bad. But before we jump into how great it looked, um, <laughs> what is this show about? Like, is, is just in as a whole, it, can you guess cars yes and their 
dilemmas. So we saw that there's a town filled with car people, like like sentient cars. But they're they're monster trucks, and they're they're monster trucks in that they have big wheels and they're like the large high truck things, but also legit monsters from what I gather. They're supposed to be weird. What's the the word I want that like anamorphs are? Like human animal anthropomorphized, anthropomorphized, yeah, amalgams, some some word. Mutants? I'm just not sure where you're going with those. abominations against God and man. Yep, all of them. There was one that's a pickle, and I'm not really sure if you're <laughs> implying that some sort of were creature anthropomorphized. Per- that one pickle. Whenever the green moon shines in the sky, he turns into a pickle. Otherwise, he's just a cucumber. <laughs> yes. Yes. That briny moon up in the sky. <laughs> Yeah, so there's like, the whole world is populated with monster trucks of a variety of flavors mm-hmm. and people. Don't lick monster trucks. I mean, one of them's pickle. Do but you, only one of them. You're going to know if he's pickle flavored if he just looks like a pickle. Is that something you have a lot? How else, at... how else do you know if a thing just looks like a food or if it is a food? You drink the pickle seltzer that your wife left on the counter for God, you. God, that pickle seltzer was one of the most disgusting <laughs> things I've ever tasted. I just want everyone to know they were both so affronted. They were like, this tastes exactly like pickle juice. I don't... I was there and I was wondering in my in my heart, where did they think this was going? <laughs> I just... You know, part of you, when you drink it, you feel like the flavor is going to be like, I don't know, light or high on the dill and not so much on the fact that it's just literally pickle juice. This is a real dead dove do not eat situation. (laughs) You looked in the bag. You're like, wow. I don't know what I expected. And that was it. I drank it. and I'm like, I this tastes exactly like it says in the can. I I should have known better, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You had just had to find out for yourself. I did. I did. It's it's like And that, I refuse to explain anything to you, so it's like that phenomenon where you see wet paint and you oh, is it? Yep. And you touch it. Mm-hmm. Like stove. like I want to know what the signs threat threshold for wet paint is. Right. <laughs> right. But touching wet paint while mildly inconvenient doesn't taste like pickles. No, and no. I feel like that's really where I lost you guys. Yeah, that was so bad. Mm-hmm. Um I assume that that pickle car would taste about the same. Like just briny and gasoline so don't eat the pickle car right got it anyways the other than a pickle car <laughs> right yes thank you for keeping us on track there was a dinosaur car a cheetah car a cheetah car that can climb trees at which point i i'm curious as to why you bothered making it a car because i feel like it doesn't actually do anything that's car related Kind of like that show Riverdale, where it's all about Archie characters, but none of them are Archie characters, and they don't mm-hmm. follow any Archie plot lines. Yeah, I'd like to continue down this line of thinking. How else is this similar to Riverdale? <laughs> <laughs> That's a different podcast. I think Riverdale may have also at one point had a cameo from Carl Reiner, like this show did. <laughs> end of list. Uh, yeah, end of It's just those two things. Um, there was, there were like two redneck looking cars. There were elf cars because Christmas. Because of Christmas, of course. There was a cow person, cowgirl, cowboy. Oh, yep. Yep. I think you were saying like an actual cow car and I didn't see that one, no. No, there was some sort. But there's also like, at one point they run into some sort of woolly mammoth type creature that is also a car. Oh, it was like a a mountain goat. It was a big horn goat. And I didn't, I didn't understand why, because like. 
So there's a cheetah one. Yeah. And we only saw it for a second. But I'm gonna if I can extrapolate, I'm gonna assume it's a character that like they interact with at some point. Yes. Which means that it's sentient. Mm-hmm. But for some reason this one specific bighorn isn't. So no. it's just a car, but still sentient, but not intelligent. This is a topic that we've touched on many times in this podcast, dear listener, as I'm sure you know, is that weird line that shows draw where some of the animals are special and sentient and some of them are still just animals. Like even Bluey does this, where Bluey has sentient dog people and then everything else is kind of... Like, But we have birds. Yeah. Like why? <laughs> birds and bugs or Paw Patrol, where you have the pups and then everything else doesn't get to be a fancy animal. Everything else is just a regular animal. Mm-hmm. Aren't the cats kind of like in betweenish? Kind of, but they they have the personality of cats. Like, so they're not helpful, and they no. don't use words to talk, but they do effectively talk without words. Whereas, like the Paw Patrol get to talk, but right. also have like complex existential dread and hopes and dreams. Like Chase gets to worry about his place in life, and I mean that's straight from the movie but yeah well yeah i mean it's not so much I, in the show no no but you know the movie's canon we have to we have to accept it that's, as canon we have fair. to treat it as such all right <laughs> so they're in car town blaze and his friends right this is car town mm-hmm. no blaze is not in car town um, I'm, I'm still we're still setting oh. up the, the premise of the show this gotcha. car town sorry yes um where there's a couple of axel people city? maybe it's axel city Ooh, yeah. good catch it's yeah. paradise city Axel Rose is the mayor. <laughs> Were you trying to Are think the of the next so line, pretty? but weren't certain enough couldn't, you knew it? Couldn't get there. I was trying. Grass is green and the girls are pretty. Yeah, there was no pretty girls in this show. Or green grass. There was like a, I guess you could say a, a semi-fetching cowgirl truck. And that was about it. If you're into trucks. If, and I'm not. Yeah. But like I can I can appreciate sure. an attractive truck when I see one. All right. I can't. No. Well, that's because you're close-minded. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't think it's really like. It, oh, there's AJ. AJ drives Blaze. Yeah, and AJ or, is a regular human child for some reason. Okay, I say drive, and I say that quite wrongly because Blaze definitely drives himself, and AJ sits in the driver's seat and holds the steering wheel. Yep. Why? I don't know. Okay. Where are his parents? Where are any parents? Like, who's letting him do this? He doesn't have a license. I think Santa's the only adult that they show, at least in this episode. That's terrifying. Yeah. Especially because he's thousands of miles away in the fictional North Pole. (laughs) But he can't see everything. So maybe he is the best parent. So do we do we consider that parents are better when they know everything? Is that (laughs) is that did we already establish that and I missed it? Well, you know what the problem with Santa is? And this is why he doesn't work and why he's not better is because his punishment comes end of year. Mm. And punishment for children to work, what is it? it needs to be? immediate it needs to be repeatable and contextual and contextual i think and santa is like way down the line vague and i don't know what the opposite of contextual is (laughs) i just want you to know that the three things you just described are the three things they say about punishment and criminal law Mm, maybe that's what i'm thinking of (laughs) i wouldn't be surprised if it overlapped with children Mm -hmm. but it has to be uh immediate has to be related obviously related to the thing that you did has to be a deterrent to mm. future action. Oh, and what's in, it has to be, um, what do you call it? When oh, it has to be um, whatever it means when it's comparative in size to the thing you did. Equitable? Something like that. I think the same principles also apply to disciplining dogs. Do they need to know that it's equitable? <laughs> I think more, 
you know what? We're not talking here. We're not here to talk about dog discipline. We can talk about that in the Paw Patrol episode. We're trying to talk about car discipline and whether or not Santa should be giving gifts to car. How does Santa work in a car-based environment? It appears to be the same way he works in a our environment, which Maybe is they, not at all. Wait, I have a theory. Okay. What if this Santa is different than the Santa that the rest of us know? Because he only delivers like 10 presents. True. So maybe he's specific for this town. Maybe there's more than one Santa. It's a town-based Santa thing. Hmm. Because he clearly is only worried about giving 12 presents to the <laughs> residents of this one specific town. And he doesn't even leave it in their homes. He just throws it at them in the street, which seems completely ineffective. And... Honestly, I also just have questions about what he's doing the rest of the year because it could not have taken 365 <laughs> days to make those 12 gifts. Not at all. We but, don't even know what they are. So for all we know, they're like popsicle stick men or something like we that. We didn't see the inside of any of the gifts, did we? No. Well, because they didn't know what gifts do you give a large monster truck. Like, wh- What do you give them? Well, I mean, clearly the monster... We, we've gone so far off track <laughs> and we're way into the weeds. I want to I go over the actual, like, what happened in this episode briefly. Okay. But first I want to touch on something that you thought made me think of. Has there ever been anything where Santas were distributed like the U.S. Postal Service, where you have a central North Pole that distributes out to more regional distribution centers of Santas, then pass out to local Santas to give out toys and candy? Well, first of all, no, because the North Pole isn't real. Okay. But, <laughs> and I'll die on that hill. But... I don't think that's been a thing, and I think it's been a massive oversight, because as we know, there is a plethora of chubby men in white beards. Yeah, could... it's a good idea. If there's kids, the things that kids love, it's Christmas and the mail. And I think <laughs> if we could combine a way to find a way to like combine the two into like... Oh, it would make so much more sense. The kids, like, you get your, your letter would be distributed to your local Santa, so, like, it makes more sense that they could read it, mm-hmm. because he's, like, he's got, like, only a couple dozen of them to deal with. And yeah. he doesn't need magic. He just needs logistics. Just... He just needs you, the USPS behind him. <laughs> no, because you know what? That's a step away from some sort of, like, Uber or, like, DoorDash Santa, and I don't support it. Oh, uh, okay. That's fair. Well, I, I'm saying I don't it was have... federally based. You're the one reaching out to them. I just, I, once things get into logistics, you start outsourcing it to some weird, like, uh, Silicon Valley company and let their AI take care of it. And now you've got Santas that are basically subsiding on cookie tips. I'm saying that I think that last year when they were commenting about how there's going to be a problem with distributing gifts because of problems with funding in the U.S. postal system, that this was a sign that there is a connection between Santa and the U.S. <laughs> postal system. I think she's on to something. Mm-hmm. That degree is really working out here. Yep. I'll start making my conspiracy board tonight. (laughs) Make sure you use extra string. It's all going to be red and green. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) A little reindeer flying up. I love reindeer pins. Sweet. Aaron, what happened in this episode? God, I don't know. Give us a rundown. Um, Blaze and some other guys are in the North Pole, which isn't real. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> and they're helping um, Santa and elf cars fill up his sack because he needed help with that, apparently, after all these years. And then idiot... Crusher? Crusher uh, decides that he's greedy Gus and wants to find his present. And so he digs for it and causes somehow the entire bag of presents to fly out the door (laughs) and all of the presents from the bag to fling across the fake North Pole. And so Blaze and Crusher have to go out and find them. And I wish I could say hilarity ensues, but it's 
just not good. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, they solve a couple of problems along the way of like, you look like you're ready to jump in with... with I was ready to pepper in some detail because I remember a bit too much about what happened. <laughs> go, go, go for it, Kate. Tell, tell us what happened. So, um, as you said, the crusher decides that he's going to ruin Christmas by <laughs> digging for his specific gift and in doing so knocks over the bo- a bag of presents and it rolls somehow out the door and perhaps against a ramp of some kind that was oh, yeah. inconveniently placed. <laughs> Um, like this when, is GTA. when you're in a world full of cars, you just need to have ramps everywhere. Yeah, it's like GTA Four with the weird ramps that are just in the worst possible places. Yeah, it's for sick jumps. Yeah, um, and so it goes flying, throws the contents of this bag, and we know it's empty because it has a meter that shows, <laughs> uh, kind of like it looks like a battery charging meter, except mm-hmm. it tells how many presents there are, which is how we know there's about twelve. Remember when they used to have those on the sides of batteries? Yeah, and, and then you they stopped. Them. And then they stopped doing that. Yep, because it's none of your business. <laughs> Why did they stop doing that? Because nobody cares. Nobody takes out their battery and tests how like much charge it has. I used to my parents' batteries all the time. Oh, I wonder really? if that like depleted them. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just wasting battery power. Yeah, maybe. Can I continue my story? Yes, <laughs> your your story is. Was this your nano remo? Was this episode? <laughs> and you're just dying inside as we're making junior year. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm not going to remember the details forever. I got to get this out. Oh, yeah, sure. sure. Um, so um, Santa delegates the job of saving all these presents to Blaze and his small child friend, AJ, who proceed to ride around wherever they are, because it's not the North Pole, because it's not a real place. Um, and they happen upon three different locations where the presents have just randomly ended up in a pile, mm-hmm. one of which is somehow frozen in some sort of stalactite. Uh, another one is at the base of a hill that has a very large like gap between two cliffs so that you have like a jump. And a ton of candy canes on it for some reason. Yeah, it also has candy canes because that's a natural resource in this area, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and the third one is the top of a large hill, which is set up if you kind of imagine how like a mini golf thing would be where it's got like it's got to go up a slope. But there are these things that are shooting snowballs. It looked almost like a level in a 3D Mario game where, like, you have to run up this hill mm-hmm. and it just keeps dropping these snow. And you have to, like, dodge the snowballs yep. to get to the top yep. of the hill and get the gold star. Uh-huh. And um, the, apparently the theme of this episode was engineering, mm. which they had a very loose idea of. Yeah. So, um, a very festive Christmas theme as well, engineering. Yes. Um, so Crusher each time, like, I can solve this problem. And he would approach it with the dumbest possible solution. Like, oh, you want to get the the presents out of ice? Oh, I'm going to use a suction cup bow and arrow, which he has with him. Mm-hmm. He's going to jump over this giant gourd using a sled. Mm-hmm. And for some reason not known to anyone, they're going to uh, get rid of the snowballs that are coming down this hill using a squirt gun. Massive snowballs, too. Like, yeah. the size of him. Yep. And um, all of these attempts fail because he, he can't succeed. He's the bad guy in this. Yep. Uh, and... Then AJ and Blaze will build a slightly bigger version of the <laughs> stupid thing he was using to solve this problem, and it'll work. So Crush's problems weren't necessarily his his ideas, just scaled wrong. Execution. Yeah. It is the idea of this stuff stuck in ice on the ceiling. How do we get fix that? Suction cup bow and arrow, obviously. Mm-hmm. He just didn't have the, the, the math quite right. Because mm-hmm. he's not an engineer like Blaze and AJ and we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that they just want to 
pretend to be engineers and that's good enough to come up with the slightly improved version of a bad idea and somehow that works there's some kind of joke there about software engineering and (laughs) making slightly improved versions of bad ideas i'm not good enough to make that joke but it's out there and i want in the audience if you have the time make that joke and let us know what it is (laughs) tweet at us at stic podcast on twitter Please, right? write, please yes. write our jokes for us. Please. please. <laughs> we can't think of them. We can re-record this episode later with better jokes, if you have them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the uh, the episode kind of ends where somehow, after all of this, Crusher uh, runs uh, over to the bag of presents once they've collected everything, mm-hmm. digs out his present, goes, cool, smell you later, and leaves. <laughs> but in the process, basically pushes the bag of presents over the side of a cliff, and... Uh, just as Blaze is trying to save them from falling over, because um, he's trying to save the presents to save Christmas, because everyone deserves to have presents for Christmas, except the Jewish population. <laughs> you're not. You're saying that because they are left out of Christmas, not because you don't think they deserve. Correct, because okay. they don't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, we, we had we had. Okay, fine. We hadn't established yet that that the running theme said over and over again was. <laughs> Everyone deserves to feel special on Christmas. They say over and over again. Yes, they do. Ignoring the fact that a vast majority of the world does not celebrate Christmas. Or give a shit about (laughs) Christmas for that matter. Yeah, just making everyone feel small. Yeah. But he has a, but yeah, Crusher has a crisis of conscience and realizes, wait, if I want presents, then maybe other people want presents. And it's so important that everyone has a good time on Christmas as we've been, has been drilled into us. So then he helps and then blah 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 saving christmas blah 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 some joke about uh merry christmas to all and to all a good night yeah to 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 all something about i i something about i heard and i heard this phrase merry christmas to all and to all a let's blaze which what stoner came up with that and said this is a kid's show so that must have been like it was like 450 on a Friday. Has like, <laughs> anyone come up with the catchphrase for this show yet? And someone's like, uh, it's let's blaze, right? Like, let's just write that down. They're not going to accept we'll it. We'll come up with something But better. they'll reject it and then we'll figure it out over the weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, it's great. Let's blaze. We already started printing t-shirts. <laughs> oh, well, that's a bad slogan. <laughs> you shouldn't have done that. Dang it. I'm feeling really seen about a project report I sent in <laughs> last week. It's 100% it. Just give them the bad idea. They'll say no, and we bought ourselves the weekend. But they said yes, and now here we are. Can I, can I tell you the most important thing I found out? Which is, I, I, I did some light research mm-hmm. into this. One, against all common sense, there is no game on the Nickelodeon website based on this episode. What? Meaning that this episode makes no sense to me. <laughs> Because every segment of it felt like it was going to point you to some 2000s era Flash game on the Nickelodeon website. And it, no such thing exists. Wow. Also, the lead... One do you do you have the Blaze and the Monster Machines wiki on your phone right now? Uh, I had its page open on Wikipedia. Not on Wikipedia, on Nick Jr. Because okay. I wanted to check for sure. Okay, I, want, I thought maybe you had the Blaze wiki open. So do we actually know what year this... Uh, not to... Um, actually, this situation, but if depending on what year this came out, those games could have been retired by now. So it was 2014 to 2021. My theory was if you were going to, if you made it, you would have brought it back for Christmas. Hmm, that's true. Because mm. you would not make a new Christmas game. Very true. 
not when you have such a, a masterpiece like whatever. <laughs> whatever. Oh, I wonder if that means they do a Christmas episode every year and we have to suffer through this again. I actually looked and this seemed to be the only Christmas episode of Blaze and the Monster Machines that have been released so far. Oh, uh-huh. interesting. Any okay. Hanukkah? I, you know, I didn't I didn't see any Hanukkah ones. Oh, the other piece of knowledge I picked up is that the, the lead voice uh, on this show who does Blaze, obviously the lead, mm-hmm. um, is this guy named Nolan North who um, apparently, well, born in Connecticut, so that's our fault, um, <laughs> but also has, according to IMDb, 15 award wins and 40 nominations because fun fact he's in many other things one of which i don't pretend to understand he's nathan drake oh yeah he's a huge video game voice actor a lot of the um uh some uh robinson i can't remember his his full name is one of the voices on the show something robinson he's really big in in video game and just general animated voices uh there's a third name in there that i recognized who's nathan drake I don't play video games. Oh, from the Uncharted series of video games. They're very big video games. Okay. Um, what's more important is that there is an episode where there is some sort of ninja truck. Sure. And it's voiced by DJ Khalid. <laughs> what? What? I'm just passing news. Because why not? As I, a ninja? I feel like nine times out of ten, those things happen because some celebrity has kids and their kids love the show. Also, I want to know, I might be. Mixing up the word ninja with DJ. I don't think so. <laughs> but I'm unwilling to look this up. You're not sure if what you're looking at is a ninja or a DJ. I had this open at some No, it's fine. You don't have to look up. We'll just we'll just we <laughs> want it on the record that Kate does not know the difference between a ninja or a DJ. <laughs> just, you know the difference, but at a glance, can't tell the difference between a ninja and a DJ. I mean, once they started putting like full head masks on their heads while they're DJing, like, mm-hmm. could you really tell the difference? Do you know of any ninjas that wear giant light up marshmallow heads or mouse heads? I mean, I don't know any ninjas, so. Really? None? Uh, no. Maine's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Connecticut's got oodles. And we had like eight ninjas in our class. <laughs> I knew one named Eric. He was so nice. Was he the dreamy one? Yeah, he was so dreamy. It was TJ. He was the bad boy ninja. He actually did murders. Are you confusing ninjas with boy bands again? Yes. What is happening right now? <laughs> We're trying so desperately not to talk about Blaze and the Monster Machine. <laughs> okay, so I have questions about Blaze and the Monster Machines. Mm. Specifically Crusher. And this is a problem that happens in a lot of these kids shows where like someone will be a horrendous dickhole for the entire episode and then make it up by attempting to fix the problem they caused and suddenly that makes them okay in Santa's eyes. And half-assing it too. Yeah, like he, at some point at the end, Crusher realizes that other people exist and decides that he's going to help them out. But prior to that, he's basically like saying like, you know, he's knocked everything over. It's it's like a tragedy of the commons kind of thing. He's knocked everything off the cliff and it's like, well, yeah, fuck it, I got mine. I got my present, I'm going to see you later. As you said, he smells you later. Yeah. And then has that realization that, oh, wait, other cars exist and have feelings. Which is was a surprise to me, honestly. <laughs> that other people exist? <laughs> that there were other cars with feelings. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, they didn't really show a lot of complex emotion in this show, so. Yeah, no. Especially because, like, at no point does Blaze respond to Crusher's 
insane dickishness in no, any no real way. No one chastises him at all. He doesn't get like yelled at or like. They don't told... even say like, "Oh shucks, he's at it again." <laughs> get out of the presents bag. Actually, is... there was one car, the pickle car, yelled at him when he was in the North Pole. But you're right, Blaze doesn't call him out at all. What kind of hero is he? What kind of less lesson? What kind of leader among cars is he supposed to be? Yeah. Is he a leader, or is he just the first alphabetically? Yeah, it might be that. And the red one, so he's his, more visible. His name is on the show, though. So, like the, other, I assume that we look up to him as a as a a moral barometer mm-hmm. as to how we as humans in cars should act. Mm-hmm. And his thing was like, just turn a blind eye to mm-hmm. people ruining Christmas for everyone. Yeah, I'm in. I would have been intrigued if they included more about this being monster machines. Because mm. what what about them was monstrous? One of them was a. Uh, horrible hybrid of car and cheetah and a triceratops and a triceratops and at many times basically car body horror occurred oh god yeah so that blaze could transform himself into other things to solve problems even though like they live in a constructed world can other cars and we might know this if we had watched more than one episode of this but i'm just gonna ask with no real basis Uh, can other cars in this world transform themselves yes i want to say I remember the couple times I had to watch the show with Sam when he was littler that there are episodes where they focus more on the animal characters. Okay. And they morph at some point into more animalistic versions. It's still cars. Not okay. 100% animal. Is it almost like the, the Rainbow Rangers? Remember that? Where they all had like just slightly different powers? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I honestly like blocked out most Is of Blaze's power the, about it. the ability to create and destroy matter? Yes. <laughs> yes, he can violate basic thermodynamics. Because Crusher clearly like every time somehow inexplicably pulls something out of his Mary Poppins bag of whatever. He's like, oh, I've had a, I've had a section bow and arrow this whole time in my pocket. <laughs> Whereas Blaze very deliberately constructs it out of nothing. He, I am become Blaze, creator and destroyer of worlds. Um, which we haven't mentioned the fact that this has that charming bit of audience participation. Oh, where they stare directly at you. <laughs> and ask you a question and then wait for you to answer. And it's awkward as hell. It's, it's so incredible how much of a difference it is. Like in a show like Blue's Clues, where they have audio of kids shouting out it's over there it's over there that doesn't make it feel like you're at some kind of like church youth group event and no one's responding to the pastor asking questions of the audience it's every college class i was in where they'd some professor be like hey does someone want to talk about this (laughs) crickets and so that leads us to the war of 1812 right okay (laughs) Just every 30 seconds. Yeah, I, I can't handle that awkward silence, so I was always participating in class to the point where I was told not to anymore because it, I was the only person doing it. And it was because I could not stand that silence. Like, anyone have any ideas? I'm like, I will make one up <laughs> if it stops right now. That's, I'm surprised you weren't shouting out during Blaze and the Monster Machines then because there, there were moments where it just felt so uncomfortable as he's just like, He's telling you to say, say suction cup arrow. Suction cup arrow. Oh, God. I know this is an animated show and Nolan North was probably paid very well for this, but it feels horrible. He wasn't paid enough. (laughs) Whatever it was, it was not enough for him to, from his beady car eyes, stare out in the audience (laughs) and say, 
Where is it? <laughs> Over there. Oh, I had one more question. And this is probably a, you know one of those questions that answers itself because because it's a TV show and that's what, like everyone in this world is a car or a human. Most of the people are cars. Um they have a problem. Most of the people are cars. <laughs> everyone in this car is everyone in this world is a car. Even the people are cars, except for the humans who aren't. <laughs> It's a very multifaceted situation. <laughs> I can't get into it right now. But the point is, all these things go, all these presents go all over the North Pole. Why are only two people engaged in trying to save Christmas and everyone else, including all of the other cars who are equally capable of driving, just hanging back at the North Pole saying, well, we really hope you handle this, but... Eating cookies and checking on them every 20 minutes by hey, making phone yet? calls. I, oh, it's obnoxious. I thought you were going to go in a different direction and ask, how are they fueled? Because that was my question. There's like eight people. Where's the gasoline? But no, your question's valid. Why are they trying to ruin Christmas? There's and why does Santa seem so jolly? Considering the fact that Christmas literally hangs in the balance because of this douchebag who he sent out to fix it. He has one job. <laughs> and he barely did it. Barely. And to your point, he redeems himself and apparently gets to ride on the friggin' sleigh, which is Blaze for some reason, with Santa to deliver the presents. Oh, did we forget that Santa has magic? And thus oh, could have solved this problem at the onset. Because oh, we later discover he can magically like transport himself. At the end, after they save all the presents, he just teleports himself to where the last presents were. He's like, hey, guys. Ready to go? Sweet. Thanks for doing all that work for me while I ate cookies with the other cars. The only person here who even attempted to do the right thing at first was the pickle car, who at least was like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe knock it off. Like, maybe this isn't about you, bro. Yeah. And like, maybe he's an atheist, so he didn't care if Christmas got ruined. But they didn't, they didn't make that clear. And like, they don't really... That's always the weird thing with Christmas and TV shows. I've got it. Okay. He's an 80s Satanist. Specifically the 80s. When you The way you said it, I thought you were referring to a make and model of car from the 80s. <laughs> I was like, 80s Satan? Was that like a Mazda? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was an 83 Mazda Satanist turbo. <laughs> it looks like a Miata, but it's got little horns. <laughs> I want that. Yeah, I want to see that car. Do. I know you do. Do they make devil horns for cars? Like they make, they oh, make the, the sure. deer antlers and they make the, the nose and everything. Yeah, but doesn't that make you kind of the worst person? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I have thought more than once, not acted on, but thought more than once about getting car uh, lights for my car, like Christmas lights. Uh, that's different than putting devil horns on your car. Yeah, that's true. Because you were essentially announcing you're a chariot of Satan at that point. And I feel like true. that's a weird choice. Not bad. So, so you'd rather weird. I do it in private? Not make such a big show of it? Being a chariot of Satan. <laughs> I feel like that's not something you advertise because um, there seem risks involved. Mm. Yeah. That's fair. Like liability. Yeah. Like insurance, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like if you get in within a mile of any accident, they'll just blame it on you. Yeah. I was thinking more that like, you know how they, when very important people are traveling, they like have a motorcade so they don't know which one of those cars has the president in mm -hmm. it. That maybe having a car carrying presumably Satan that has devil horns on it <laughs> is going to be a security risk. But mm. we have a Pope mobile. We should have a devil mobile. I feel like it's only fair. Yeah. Right. But the Pope mobile is a symbol of transparency because he's covered in Parma glass. But like impenetrable glass. Yeah. Because he is <laughs> visible but cannot be reached. 
<laughs> That's good. Where a saint comes around in a Mazda. I like the idea that people are going to blame you for having like this devil car and just blame all the things on you. Like, oh, this accident happened. I'm imagining like a guy who just looks like the Mothman who happens to be around and everyone's like looking like you're around and then someone gets to a car accident. And everyone blames you for that. Had to be the Mothman. He's right there. Like, no, Clearly, it's just... like carrying groceries. <laughs> Poor Smoking Mothman. a cigarette on the side of the road. We've learned a lot about Mothman very quickly. <laughs> he eats food. I think he walks his groceries. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a city. You're right. He's, he doesn't have a car. He had a devil car, but like it was just too much. The Mothman driving around a devil car. Mm. That sounds adorable. <laughs> I'm imagining him getting distracted by streetlights. <laughs> That's very dangerous for driving. They probably wouldn't give him a license. Aaron, do you have any final thoughts on Blaze of the Monster Machines? No. Not a one. Don't watch it unless you have to, in which case I'm sorry. Don't watch it anyway. Kate, in your professional, educated opinion, is this pop culture? Was this show pop culture? So it's pop culture in the sense that it was a mass-produced bit of nonsense that was distributed Mm -hmm. to a wide audience. Um, But if you have any reverence or interest (laughs) in pop culture, then I'd say that's a flat no. I'm glad that we have a professional on here to let us know that now. Mm, Agreed. If you have any suggestions on what shows we should watch next or any feelings on what a devil car would look like, would it be a Miata or have anything else you want to say to us? You can reach out to us on Twitter at SDIC podcast on Instagram at screen time is canceled, or you can email us at screen time is canceled at gmail.com. Canceled has two L's. I know it's been a while since we've done a new episode and that means that your previous reviews have expired and need to be renewed. We've sent out (laughs) multiple notices in the mail and left you several voicemails and you still have not done this. So failing to renew your reviews now, five stars only, will result in a $20 fine, which is payable to us, not to Apple. So please get on that. Are you just trying to be one of those spam warranty calls right now? No, I was thinking about all the um, late emissions notifications I've gotten in the mail recently. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Okay. Bye. Bye. (laughs) It was nice meeting you all. Screen Time is Cancelled is written and produced by your host, Andrew and Alan. Our theme music is Winner Winner by Kevin McLeod. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you.